Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast on this last Friday of the working week, but also the last Friday of October 2021, today being the 29th of October 2021. And as we finish the week, just reflecting on a number of coaching conversations that I've had this week and a number of workshops that I've run and uh, some of the key themes to come out of it, one in particular was in relation to leaders dealing with difficult situations and difficult or tough situations and difficult conversations and uh, many people were quite uh, quite curious as to how best to handle these sort of situations and many leaders in particular were sharing how they're quite uh, anxious often when it comes to dealing with difficult difficult customers difficult situations internally within the business difficult partners they're dealing with difficult managers difficult direct reports and a whole box and dice everything in between so the the one thing is for sure whether you're in a sales leadership position or whether you are in some form of influencing position at some stage we are all going to be faced with a tough or a challenging situation and so what I wanted to do as we wrap up this particular week is just to give you some thoughts around dealing with these sort of situations dealing with difficult customers dealing with difficult people and uh, particularly when the conversations get heated and often when emotions are start to running be running high what are some things we can think about and what is a what is a simple strategy that we can put in place to handle that particular situation in an effective and a professional manner that uh, hopefully enables us to get to a resolution that is a win-win, but at least uh, if we can get to a position where we can manage our emotions and make sure we're having a practical-based conversation and a professional conversation, then at least we set a foundation for maybe a follow-up conversation if we can't resolve it in that particular time. So one of the th- key things I shared with a group, this a number of groups this week and a number of clients this week, and I've talked about this on the podcast as well, is a lot of people, when they jump into a conversation, they want to almost fight fire with fire. So if somebody's being really aggressive uh, with you, uh, someone being really irrational with you, often we can find ourselves emotionally reacting to that exact same person and we end up mirroring that particular person. So one thing to keep in mind, and I've used this phrase a lot in coaching, and that is seek to understand before trying to be understood. Now this means that we have to come into every single conversation with a level of curiosity and not necessarily be so concerned about getting it right, but we want to understand where the person's coming from and also understand what might be driving some of the behaviors that this person is demonstrating so we can attempt to resolve it. Now, there's many, many theories about this and my my belief system around all of this is that if people knew how to behave better, then they would. And often they react based on how they're feeling and they let, they let their feelings sometimes run right and end up uh, saying things that ultimately they would regret or they will regret or in the cold light of day, they probably wouldn't choose to say in the first place. So there's lots of different reasons as to why customers, why sales leaders, why direct reports of sales leaders, why sales directors, and really, if we're being honest, people in general uh, get into difficult situations or get themselves into tough situations, which we have to handle. Uh, And it could be anything from they're tired or they're frustrated, they might be completely confused, 
They might be completely overwhelmed, so their emotional response is to go on the attack, and therefore you bear the brunt of their emotional overwhelmingness, if that's if that's a term. They may never have been in this similar situation before. They might have been treated poorly in the past, so they've got some conditioning. They don't speak or understand the language or the or the phraseology or the context. Uh, they might feel as if they're they're being a burden. There's a whole host of things and a whole host of reasons as to why people say and do things that they do, which in many cases can cause conflict and can pour heat on a particular situation and cause a small little ember of a fire potentially turn into a bushfire. Because at the end of the day, challenging people want to literally speak to somebody. Often, they don't have anybody who is prepared to listen to them, to understand them, to empathize with them, to be taken seriously. So they want to be treated with respect. They want a solution to their concerns. They want the person they're speaking to to be able to action a request. Or they just want to be simply heard and to know that they have been heard. And so often they'll actually respond and react in a certain way so that they can maximize the chance of being heard. So it's a call for help. And I look at this as a call for help. So if you find yourself in a difficult situation, one of the greatest things that we can do as leaders is to lean into that situation. And often I find leaders in particular putting their putting their arms up, putting their, their, their hand up as if to say, well, no, this is not something I should be dealing with. Somebody else should take care of this. So it's somebody else's fault. This is the mindset. So when there's a situation that you need to resolve or you need to get involved in, or when somebody's yelling, when somebody's uh, quite emotional, when somebody's being irrational, where there's a difficult situation or a tough conversation that you need to diffuse, I like to think from a mindset perspective that I'm the perfect person to deal with that. Now, I talked a lot about leaders about taking 100% responsibility for 100% of what happens, irrespective of whether you are at fault or not. And this is no different. So when you've got somebody who is being irrational, when you've got somebody who is yelling, when you've got somebody who is being very emotional, if we take 100% responsibility for what's happening right in front of us, then guess what? We're in a really good position to be able to do something about it. And so there's a really simple three-step technique that I want to share with you as we wrap up this particular week in the podcast. And that is to diffuse the situation, there are three key steps for any challenging situation. And this applies whether you're a sales leader, whether you're an individual contributor, whether you're a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a friend, a foe, cousin, whoever. This will actually work more times than not if we're prepared to take these steps. Now, this will sound simple in theory, but I've got to tell you that it's not as easy to do in practice because I know that when there are difficult situations that arise, when there's difficult conversations that have to be had, and you're facing somebody who is behaving in an irrational perspective, then sometimes we find our own emotions going up and we can find ourselves saying and doing things that perhaps if we had our time over, we wouldn't probably do. So the the first part of this is, uh, first and foremost, we've got to be able to manage our own emotions. And it might sound really, really simple, but just think about this. When you're on an airplane and you're going through the safety talk, the flight crew will say that if in the need of oxygen, the oxygen mask will fall from the panel above. And the instruction is to make sure you put the oxygen mask on yourself before putting it on anybody else, including small children. And the purpose of this is we can't help anybody else until we first are in a position to help ourselves. And no different when we're trying to diffuse a really emotional and challenging situation. So the first step here is to make sure we can manage our emotions. And one of the things to recognize and understand, and maybe this is about a self-talk, to ourselves when something's happening in front of us is recognize and understand that this is not personal. So preventing stress is one of the key things. So how do we actually relax and how can we breathe deeply 
and remove and reduce our level of anxiety that might be starting to creep up in the face of the situations in front of us. So one of the best ways to do this is to breathe deeply. Now, when you when you breathe deeply, what you what it has, it has a physiological impact of reducing your levels of anxiety. It will start to reduce your blood pressure and will start to have a positive impact on the rate of your heartbeat. So your heart rate will start to dip as well. So when you can do that, you can start to control any anger that might come in. Now, along with this, when you're starting to calm yourself down, start to think about what does excellent behavior look like? How can I remain calm? How can I remain polite, helpful, curious, so that the person will and should follow suit? How can I make sure that I don't take the words that are being said personally? How can I make sure that I respond logically and not emotionally? And how can I force myself to remain positive? These are all things that are in our mindset we have control over through managing our own emotions. Now, if we can do that, what can happen is the next step can come in. This might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but the next step is to manage their emotions. Now, in all honesty, you can't actually manage anybody's emotions. All we can do is we can choose our responses to those emotions from our perspective. However, we can certainly influence those emotions. And some of the best ways to do that is to bring in your interpersonal communication skills. How do I empathize with them? How do I focus on facts and make sure I'm focusing on these rather than getting caught up in the emotion? How do I act in an assertive way and not get bought into and drawn in to their emotional arguments to make sure that this is not an opinion-based conversation and I'm not buying into their emotions, but I'm always going to be maintaining a level of dignity and a level of pragmatism in terms of how I respond. Now, what you'll find is in often, often cases, what will happen is the person who you're having a conversation with the way that you are behaving and the way that you are speaking will have a direct influence over how they will respond and how they will speak. And so often, if they see that their their words and their actions are not having the desired effect, they are forced to change something else and do something else, which is an effect you're helping to manage their emotions. Now, when you're at a level where emotions have, have been uh, subsided to a point, they're now on, a, on an even kill or a more even kill, we now go to the third step, which is, okay, now we can focus on solving the issue. Now we can manage the issue. So we continue to ask questions. We'll continue to investigate through asking questions and actively listening. We'll verify what their needs are, and we'll continue to focus on facts. We've got to make sure that the key points are actually targeted and make sure that we're asking questions to verify what we're putting on the table is actually not only being listened to, it's also being understood. So if we can do this, we can then have a more practical conversation. Now, this might sound really easy in theory, but a lot more difficult in practice, and to some degrees it is because often people are unpredictable. What I found is if you have a really clear intention as to what the, a successful outcome would look like, and you are there to serve the individual, and you keep remembering that I'm here to seek to understand before trying to be understood, then you'll have a natural level of curiosity and a natural level of empathy to be able to get to the bottom root cause of the issue and do it in a non-emotional way, or at least reduce the level of emotion that might be attached to any single conversation. And if we can do that really well, and if we can do that over time, then what you'll start to do is condition other people on how to treat you and deal with you around you. So you'll find that people will become less emotional around you. They'll actually do some more thinking before they come to you with any particular issues, which means, guess what, as a leader, as I always talk about, we're continuing to create an independent environment. Now, this doesn't always work because you're going to have some people who are going to be really emotional and they'll, they'll be set off like a firecracker. 
but this particular three-step process is still very, very effective if we put it into practice as often as we possibly can. Now, what I'm not saying is don't go out there and look for really difficult situations to put yourself in, but when you do find yourself in a challenging situation, and it could be with a customer, it could be with a direct report, could be with a partner, could be with with your one-up manager. First of all, manage your emotions. Get really, really clear on that. Second of all, be in a position where you can influence and therefore manage the other person's emotions. And once that's done, then you pave the way for step three, where we can now concentrate on managing the issue and drawing a conclusion and coming up with an outcome, which hopefully is a win-win outcome. So have you found yourself this week or last week or recently in positions where you've actually responded quite emotionally to a situation? Now's the chance to think about how do I do this differently? How can I diffuse this situation? Use these three steps and just watch what happens. You might be surprised in terms of the result you get, but also recognize you're also coaching and developing other people around you based on the example that you set. So I hope that makes sense. I just wanted to record that as a quick podcast as we round up the week. Trust you have a phenomenal weekend. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.